bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. From a little break, we are broadcasting live from voiceamerica.com at the Advanced Advertising Pavilion here at the NAB Show 2017 Fabulous Las Vegas Convention Center. Who doesn't love the LVCC? Yes. (laughs) I have been coming here for 15 years. I know. We all have spent too many many years. years. I I always stop counting now. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, I'm here um, bemoaning the LVCC with Danilo Mora. Yes, um, from Loot Interactive, correct. and um, he is doing all sorts of cool things. Tell us what Loot Interactive is up to. Uh, we are a game developer. We actually started in part of Sony Pictures, so we have a very interesting video background, and we have been creating a lot of interesting experiences uh, for the PlayStation 3. Okay. We, we ended up developing 11 video streaming apps on PlayStation, and we have eight games across PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and about... Two years ago, we started developing VR okay. framework, okay. and we just released the Buzz Aldrin experience at South by Southwest was one of the key pieces. Well, of what South was by it called? Buzz Aldrin Cycling Buzz- Pathways to Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I served as the executive producer on okay. helping putting it together. So we had like an initial idea of how Buzz created a spacecraft to take humans to Mars, mm-hmm. getting fuel on the moon. So we had to recreate in virtual reality the moon surface a base on the moon where it can extract the fuel and take that to Mars. And you travel with Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon, right. all the way in this journey. Wow. And you land on Mars. And we did a really nice production that we sent photographers to Morocco. Mm-hmm. And they drove like two, 12 hours inland just to find the surface as close as the surface of Mars because we wanted to be as realistic as possible um, using a technology called photogrammetry. So it really recreates environments that are extremely realistic. We also have um, developed uh, an amazing experience that was uh, released the South by Southwest. You know, that's that was the main release that they view. Right. And what I think is interesting about your background and that you're developing VR right now is that there's sort of two worlds of VR right now. There's the narrative side, which is coming from traditional filmmakers. Correct. And then there's the gamer side, which is driving more of the interactive. Yes. And we were talking earlier today. We, we had a, quite a few folks um, who were coming out of the VR pavilion speaking today. And they were all talking about you know, narrative versus interactive and, you know, the, the need for creatives to understand the tool sets. Yes. So coming from it from the gaming side, you know, does it have to be interactive to be good? Um, I feel like it doesn't need to be interactive. For example, on the, you have agency that you can do in VR. For example, the Buzz Aldrin piece, we have the ability to walk around the room Buzz Aldrin was shot using a technology called volumetric video from 8i, so you right. can actually walk around. We've been talking about that a lot, too. Yes. So you can walk around in the environment, but you don't make decisions if I'm going south or north. You just watch exactly what, you know, is the story that's being told to you. But one gaming technique that we actually use on this piece is called seamless transition between the scenes. So there was actually 11 spaces that we were going through. Yeah. And we started loading. Seam- seamless? Seamless transition between the scenes. So that you didn't feel any breakup between them? Exactly. Because right now, if you see some of the experiences, after, you know, two or three minutes, you ended up 
seen a loading for five seconds, but that even for a short period of time, that actually ends up taking you away from the narrative. Right, right. So right. that was the main thing that we did. So you were conscious of yes. that because it really is. It really is two different worlds the interactive folks and the filmmaker yes. folks. Um, but they but are starting to come together. Yeah, but we, are a ga- we were a gaming studio inside of Sony Pictures. We spun out two years ago and became an independent studio. Okay, okay. And we started developing a framework exactly for that. For we the filmmaker side, for the, cre- the uh, narrative. We, exactly. The narrative. We understood. So So you're a hybrid then. You're yes, that hybrid. And the we long, love that. The yeah. long-awaited hybrid of interactive and... and um, Narrative. Yes. Okay, because I'm telling you, I've had this discussion with so many people. Yes. Between no VR has to be interactive. No, it, you're taking people out of the story, and you really have like different cultures around well, it. Also, there is a difference between many different ways to call the technology. So you have some people that call everything VR, right? And yeah. there's one thing that's called 360 video that you can do live, and you can do a lot of other cool events with it. But you can't really control and make decisions based on what the user is looking at. Right, When right. you have an on-demand experience, something that it's not live, you can actually have interactions that are waiting for the user to do something. So, for example, on the Buzz Aldrin, we really wanted to make a connection that you are muting with Buzz. Right. So, we actually shot him in a volumetric video. But in the first 60 degrees that you kind of like step one, step to the left and one step to the right, yeah. he still looks you in the eye. But because you have the agency to walk around in the environment, yeah. if you walk outside of that small area, then he stops following you. And then he just keeps explaining the, p- the plan and pointing right, where right, it's supposed right. to, to, to look. Right, right, right. But then you have the freedom to go and walk around. Right. So I don't feel like you, you have to choose, you know. Right. It's, ju- it's, it's, it's what's how better it be. for what we are trying to say. Right. It's kind of what happens in life. Yeah. Like and if someone's near you, they interact with you. And if someone's not, then they're just kind of talking. Yep. So you're following life. And the volumetric piece seems to be very popular right now. Like everyone's trying to conquer that. Yes. Because uh, is that because we want that experience of interacting with another human inside of that Yeah, I interface? feel like there, there's multiple ways that you can bring someone in the VR space, right? You can make a 2D or even a 3D video, but on a flat plane. Yeah. The challenge of that, you, you should limit how much people can move, right? Yeah. If you capture in the volume, you actually have a video with volume. So you can actually walk around, but you can capture true performances. So you can really bring an acting piece together and then you can pretend, you know, a plan that you are at an event, you know, or meeting someone. And it was uh, very interesting because, like, when I met Buzz in real life, was after starting to work on the project. So when right. I met him, I was like, okay, yeah, we got the height right. You know, it's, it was right, right. It's like I already knew him because right. I saw the That's piece like so a many Star Trek times. episode where one of the characters falls in love with a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> See, everything awesome. Star Trek is real life. I have always said the that. The holodeck is coming. Yeah, the holodeck know? is that is what virtual reality Actually, is. Actually, we have a room at Loot that we and call AR. the holodeck. Oh, you do? Because that's where we test everything. Plus AR, so it's really mixed reality. So what do you have coming up next that we can look out for? Um, I can't name the brand, but we're working in a really... With what a does real the brand rhyme with? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> oh, we're working with the biggest retailers to bring a social shopping experience to VR. Oh, great. That's social shopping to me, that's where you're going to get the female demographic in there. Yes. Because totally. we've been waiting for, for something outside of just shooting people to really draw us into exactly. VR. <laughs> and we also are building the next generation of museums 
for one event that is coming soon. Great. And I can't talk too much about it, but it's going to be for the I'm going to take you out for, for drinks tonight, and you're going to tell me everything. I, well, yes, <laughs> after like three drinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy. Three is easy. I, I just saw the Smithsonian piece that yes. Intel did. Um, so there, there are like three three ways that you can bring museums to VR. Yeah. Right? You can scan a museum that exists in real life. Mm-hmm. The piece that I'm doing is actually on the second category. It's like creating museum experiences that are not limited by the physics, right? Or right. the costs of something. To, and so we're creating an amazing experience to debut at the Art of VR. Mm-hmm. And the third one is when you can create art only in VR. So you have really good artists that are painting using like toothbrush or quill or something like that. Yes. So on those three categories, the experience that I'm building is like you are actually visiting a museum. Yes. But we are not limited by the physics. You know, you can right. really create an amazing experience that if you wanted to do that in real life, it would cost a lot of money. Right, right. I, I love that idea. I did speak to the museum curator and they said that one of the things they love about VR is that there's so much stuff to curate that they can't put it in the physical space in the museum so they love the VR option because finally all of their inventory Mm -hmm. will be able to be shared with the public and they still want you to come to the museum but this is an added piece that helps drive that engagement yeah I don't think if someone sees you know like a 360 video or VR piece of a beach they will feel like oh I don't need to go to the beach anymore right you know I feel like it just gets you educated on what are the options and what you should do a VR sandwich you'll still be hungry (laughs) yes (laughs) it will make you more hungry (laughs) that's right you will definitely be more hungry (laughs) you'll feel that empty feeling inside correct that i feel when i'm not eating carbohydrates yes (laughs) (laughs) so where can we learn more about what loot is doing loot.com or tell me it's lootinteractive.com and also on twitter we're very active on twitter at at loot interactive and are you blogging a lot too because you're trying to um educate the community because so much of this is education right now yes and also even the museum piece there's a lot of talks about how this will change the education, right? right? Because it's a really nice way for you to get someone to really to learn, get it, learn VR. what you're trying and to I, do. And I know um, this other company I was talking to said they're even working with the government right now about museum education and how to use it. So everything you're doing is so cool. And I love That's to hear that you're bridging interactive and narrative and these two worlds together. So we've been talking to Danilo Mora, who is the guru right now of bridging interactive and narrative in VR. Loot Interactive. Check them out. Watch him on Twitter. He is, what are you, at at Danilo or at? Uh, We use the Loot Interactive. At at Loot Loot Interactive. At Loot Interactive. Because at Danilo, I don't think anyone has that. I have my personal ones, at Danilo MMS. All right. If you want to stalk Danilo, those are the ways to do it. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. We're broadcasting live here at the Advanced Advertising Pavilion from the NAB Show 2017. We'll be back in a moment. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com.